welcome, ladies and gentlemen, into episode 31 of the Get Around Podcast. We just keep rolling right along, and joining us in the studio this week, Jimmy James Cook, Barry Arturo Summers, and the newest addition to the Traverse City Record Eagle Sports Department, Jake from State Farm Atnip. I've been told that you really appreciate being called Jake from State Farm, and I'm not even going to call you Jake. Every week it's just uh, welcome in State Farm. Okay, okay. And, ladies and gentlemen, look at what he's wearing. I got khakis. He's got khakis on today. That's a classic first day mistake right there. So, yeah, especially when he told me he's like he hates being called Jake from State Farm. I'm like, oh, perfect. Well, that's a is joke that's been running for years now. I think that was it is oh, eight, old. nine years. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it might be burnt out. It yeah. might be burnt out. No, it's, it's been beaten into the ground, but... But, uh, Brendan's really good at beating a dead horse. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he excels at it. Yeah, okay. it's a specialty. Every week. Well, we we'll see. Cook. Although I was nice last week, and I called you guys by your regular names, just because I knew true. I had to be slightly professional after the previous week's. Um, that is true. We had dedicated probably ten minutes to talk about testicles. So that's how unprofessional this can get, huh? Yeah, you have no idea the stuff that does not make it onto the podcast. <laughs> many, many fireable offenses. I think probably just by me. You guys are usually pretty safe. I try to play it safe. I try to. Sometimes I feel like just my laughter could get me in trouble. <laughs> no, I think, like, just like you're agreeing with it. Yes, you're supporting all the terrible yeah, things that pretty I much, say. Yeah. Consenting. <laughs> Well, it is, yeah, it's nice to welcome in Jake. Thank you so much for, for being here. You don't start until Wednesday. And uh, how are you feeling about it? You pretty excited? I'm actually really excited. Uh, I mean, the weather had different plans for me coming up here this past weekend, uh, getting settled in with the snow. But once spring sports can actually get underway, I think we're going to have a good time around here. I'm excited to get started up here and get my feet wet up in Traverse City, you know, get to know some new people, get to know uh, some new adventures and try some new sports out. So, you know, I'm definitely, you know, ready to get started here on Wednesday. You told me that you're going to have a lot of uh, questions for me, probably, and just don't take offense if I completely ignore you. It is personal. It is personal. <laughs> well, just because I took your job, you don't have to be mad. No, it's uh, you didn't take my job. I willingly left my job. I don't even know if it was willingly. I kind of got forced into it. I hadn't even told Nate that I had decided to take the job before he started introducing me as the new education reporter. Okay. I was like, all right, well, I guess I can't say no now. But uh, again, yeah, Jake, welcome in. And uh, so here we are, episode number 31 of the Get Around podcast. Should be a good one today. Today is pretty much all softball. Uh, we uh, have an interview with Trevor City Central's Olivia Feebing later. She was incredible as a freshman, and we'll talk about this later, but somehow didn't get named to the uh, Big North Conference uh, first team. We will also go over our player of the year predictions for softball, and then as uh, Olivia brings up, or James, you brought it up in the uh, in the interview with Olivia, which has already taken place, and we'll get to that a little bit later. The uh, the idea of uh, walk up music. So we're gonna go over a few of our songs that, if we were professional baseball players, that we would want as our walk up music. But before we get to any of that, let's check the heartbeat of the sports world and get right into the pulse. We do have softball coming up eventually. I know that the that Central played St. Francis last week, but right now with the, I don't know, how much snow? I didn't pay attention to the actual amount that we got. All I know is that it was very difficult to get off of the top of my car. And then what was awesome, I had, my Saturday was about as 
pretty as you can get to start. Number one, I fell asleep in my recliner uh, the night before Friday night and slept with my contacts and woke up a little bit in a haze, went to the bathroom to take my contacts out, accidentally left one of them out. It didn't make it into the solution, so I woke up the next morning and discovered that I also did not have any more contacts. So right now I'm the last three days I've been wearing just one contact in my eye, so that sucked. I went to order more contacts, and I'm like, oh, I need to get my wallet slash rubber band out of my car. You should probably get an eye patch, too, until you I was actually set. I was actually, that was one of the things that I brought up when I got into the office and was telling people I'm only wearing one contact, was that it would be great to have an eye patch, because I've been either just putting my hand over my left eye, or I've been taking a towel and putting it over there, and I probably should have gone out and gotten an eye patch, but the weather was just too... Uh, uh, wasn't suitable for going out and and getting one. But uh, Allison Batdorf, uh, one of our editors here, uh, she offered to, she said that she's got a whole bunch of eye patches, but she doesn't have them in the office. And I was like, that doesn't really do me any good right now. It doesn't make sense for you to go home and get one. I can run to the store and get one. So after that, I went out to go get my wallet. And somehow I didn't lock myself out of my apartment but for some reason, the, the lock was frozen. So I wasn't able, when I put the key in there, it wouldn't turn. So the lock was frozen, that happened, and then eventually I had to go out and clean off my car, and then I broke one of my windshield wipers, which was fantastic. I was trying to knock the ice off of it. It just snapped right off. And I'm like, wow, this is a great day. This is all within the first hour that I woke up, and I went, I might as well just not do anything for the rest of the day. How did I start on this conversation? I wanted to show Jake that I'm going to talk more than he does. I think I'm going to call you Captain Queely. <clears throat> Captain Queely? Yes, put on, the, put on the patch, and that'll be your nickname. Only when I'm wearing the patch, though. I Actually, the, the nicknames that I have aren't really appropriate for this podcast, <laughs> especially the one that I was bullied with and called in junior high. Junior high in and into high school, other than eighth grade when I peaked. When I peaked in eighth grade, <laughs> that was it. My, the height of my popularity. That was a little early. That was a little, little bit. Early. Yeah, what I was, was that, super was cool. Was that before the frosted tips? Yes. Yeah. I, like I said, I had frosted tips. I think sophomore through senior year. It just an absolutely brutal, brutal time for me. Where I was even, uh, I, like I said, I had braces. I had the cool transition glasses that turned from regular glasses into sunglasses. I was wearing those beaded necklaces, uh, knee-high socks with my Adidas sandals. Um, but they weren't like the toad sandals. They were just like the regular ones. I didn't, it wasn't like I was wearing. No, no thong. No, no toe thong. That's, is that what it's actually? Yeah. I don't, do Birkenstocks have the toe thong? Not the toe thong. No, I thought you were saying you were wearing Birkenstocks. I was not. I was wearing black Adidas oh, sandals. Oh, okay. those, I was are, also, those are the best kind of flip flops. I was. I was also. I also wore. It was basketball shorts and and muscle shirts. And the fact that I didn't have any muscles at that time did not stop me from wearing those <laughs> on a on a pretty consistent basis. That's classic post peak behavior. Absolutely. Yes. Did you go man bun. I no, like I said, I didn't. It would have been way ahead of his time. Say, was, yeah, it was. Like, it was frosted tips. Man bun heard, was totally 2010s. Yeah, I heard yeah, a good one the right. other day that said that the uh, the the mullet is basically the millennial man bun. Or do you? Or, or the or the man bun is the millennial mullet. Millennial mullet. Yeah, got yeah. Let's get into the show softball preview uh, that we have going on. I have to switch my notepad over to the other side because my left eye doesn't allow me to read. 
uh, Left Eye Lopez. Yes. <laughs> she's is she the dead one? Yes, she's dead. She's dead. Plane crash or was that just Aaliyah? She died in a house. She died in a house fire. Anybody want to look this up? Anybody want to Google this right now? I think she right set now? a house on fire. She set a I think house. She on set Andre Risen's house on fire. <laughs> was that what it was? <laughs> Remember when we thought this was going to be a short episode of the podcast, and we have already. This is going to be the softball preview yeah. at some point. This eventually is going to. Well, why don't we get started with Traverse City Central since our guest later in the show, Olivia Feebing. She was uh, just incredible for them as a freshman last year. And last year they also won their first district title um, when they, they beat West uh, 7-2 in the semis and then beat Marquette 4-3 to win the, uh, the first district title. And then uh, got beat up a little bit by Swartz Creek 9-0. Uh, Car crash. She died in a car crash. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, car crash, Aaliyah was a plane crash. Richie Valens, the big bobber, Buddy Holly, also. The day uh, the music died. Yeah. I think you can put uh, Left Eye Lopez right up there with those three, <laughs> right? No Scrubs and Chantilly Lace, Donna and La Bamba. I mean, all in the, in the same category of great music. Absolutely. <laughs> So thoughts on Central. What are we going to see from them this year? Do we expect Phoebing to improve on a freshman campaign where she somehow wasn't named to the uh, All-Big North Conference first team? I think it would be hard to improve on her hitting numbers just because I think teams will be pitching around her maybe more a little bit. But I think... I think um, 37 extra base hits? Is that what uh, it was? Let's see. 13 homers, 9 triples, and 15 doubles. Quick math. Well, she hit at least one home run in the doubleheader against St. Francis... Uh, last week that they did get in over by Thurlby. Uh, when Coach Alger called in, I think she hit a double for her, her only hit in the opening game, and I said, does she ever not get an extra base hit? And he pretty much said, no, not really. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's going to be tough to pitch around her every time. Yeah, they won't be able to all the time, but uh, but I imagine that will happen with some regularity. And But I, you know, I think that she'll make another step as a pitcher this season as well so i think overall yeah she can be she can be better overall I'll, I'll say she hits more than 13 home runs this year so she's already top 30 in the state for home runs with 13 uh after her freshman season after her freshman season so you're saying all right over under 13 and a half home runs over you're going over 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 does sophomore slump is that a thing in high school have you seen that a lot james no, not really as much. I mean, I think a lot of times you see a bigger slump when you have somebody that has a really big junior year, and then they have all those expectations on them as a senior and don't quite live up to their junior year. But I think usually when you have somebody that comes on that big as a freshman, I think they kind of tend to continue to do it. The The district is, is the same as it was last year, Alpena, Marquette, Central, and West. Can Central come out of there again with another district championship? I kind of think so. I mean, you look at the all-conference team and what teams have coming back. Uh, Central has four all-conference players back, and all of those were on the first or second team. Alpina has three all-conference players coming back, but two of those were honorable mentions. Um, so Central has the most players coming back that were uh, actually honored on the all-conference team last year, um, along with Gaylord, who has four, but two of those were honorable mentions. But um, So I I think I would have to think that they would that it would be kind of between those two teams and uh, – you know, Central had their number last year, so. In addition to having their best players back, I mean, I don't, when Coach Alger called in the other night, and he kind of, he basically 
gave me every player who had a hit for for the prep roundup, and um, I mean they're much deeper in terms of returners than just those four players. It, it basically sounded I was like, okay, yep, she's back, she's back, she's back, she's back. She's. It sounds like the whole team virtually is is returning, so I would expect them to be pretty good. Looking on the other side of town of Traverse City West, the, the big storyline coming out of there is the coaching issues that they had. Um, James, if you can, you were explaining this to me uh, in the office a little bit earlier, but just kind of go over what you know about the situation. I mean, essentially, uh, you know, there was some, some complaints from parents um, about about the coaches. Um, you know, one was let go, and the other, uh, in response to that, quit is what is what everybody is saying um officially the school has not said anything about it yet um but uh this will be uh, something we'll be doing some stories on here what were you able to get out of carmine jason uh, carmine the west athletic director when i told him uh you know that we had we knew about this and that we would be doing a story about it he said basically uh yeah it's just uh bunch of adults that don't know how to be adults or something he wouldn't tell me whether he's referring to the coaches or the parents <laughs> So, so he wouldn't. He he didn't address any of the the rumors that are out there. We're not going to talk about those uh, on the air since they're not uh, they're not verified. But right. those not, are kind of the things not specifically. That, that led I was just the, I was just talking to him between whistles at a hockey game, so I didn't really be able to get uh, too in depth into it with him. When did they hire the new coaches? When did this all shake out? Uh, this is, this happened in the, over in the off season. You know, within the last few months, and then uh, after the coaches stepped down, I mean, they had they turned to uh, a coach that was in town, which is Steve Grenda, the former Traverse City St. Francis baseball coach, who was he was the baseball coach there before Tom Passano. Um, so he hasn't had too long to to step in with this team. I mean, they have a few talented players. Um, they have you know, two players that were on the honorable mention team last year, uh, Megan Gala and uh, Tacey Luz. Um, and then also they have Brittany Steimel, who is supposed to be one of the better freshmen in the area this year, who will yeah, be both a hitter, hitter and pitcher. Um, so, and, you know, when I was talking to Julie Tiesworth last year, she was saying that if, you know, if the MHSA would allow it, she would have been their starting, maybe been the number one pitcher last year as an eighth grader. Well, her older sister, Caitlin Steimel, she was a dream teamer on our all-region team last year, and uh, she's playing softball at uh, Division Two Davenport. So, uh, I mean, those things kind of stick around and tend to stick around in the family, at, especially at the high school level. So, Looking at the other Traverse City team, uh, Traverse City St. Francis, biggest storyline there, coaching change, but also the fact that uh, first team uh, dream teamer molly mirabelli is not going to be playing she decided not to play softball this year yeah i mean she's uh she's concentrating on volleyball to uh you know she recently got a scholarship offer and accepted from uh, miami of ohio um so division one mid-american conference school and a, and a pretty pretty good one uh so you know she wants to concentrate on playing travel volleyball this spring she said last year she was kind of had to split her time between playing travel volleyball and and softball and had to kind of divide her attention up and missed a couple of softball games because of travel so- travel volleyball commitments and uh you know kind of really didn't want to kind of be split or pulled in two directions that way this this spring so she just uh chose kept the chose volleyball Brett do you think any of that I mean you can't really you don't know the inside of her mind you don't know what she's thinking and you can't obviously speak for her but how much do you you think the fear of injury would play into the fact that uh to not play a sport that one you're pretty good at I mean, I think that can be the case, um, you know, in some 
athletes' decisions to prioritize one sport over another kind of would seem unlikely, at least to me, that you'd be too worried about getting hurt in softball uh, for volleyball. Um, It's not a contact sport, which is usually the thing that you're trying to avoid if you're, say, you know, playing football or hockey and also a really good basketball player or something like that. Tell that to the uh, the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Rockies and the Padres. It seemed, there was, seemed well, like we there don't was a see, lot of... We don't see too many brawls like that <laughs> in, a in, lot of contact in high, there. high school baseball and softball. But, I, I mean, I, I kind of take her explanation, you know, at face value. I, I imagine that it is very difficult to uh, try to balance your time and um, if you are already planning and, you know, in her case, already have a scholarship to play a particular sport uh, at the next level, I could see why you would want to devote more time to developing that area. You know, it might be interesting to uh, ask her dad, Doug, what, what he thought about her leaving the diamond sport. She's certainly going to open up a, a hole in that St. Francis lineup. I think she hit 448 last year and She's also big from the circle, 131 strikeouts in almost 100 innings, I think. So it uh, it's something that St. Francis is certainly going to have to find a way to rebound from. Outside of the Traverse City area, we had four other teams that won district championships last year but didn't make it too far, I think. Yeah, all four of them lost in the, the first round of the the regionals. Kalkaska uh, also won a district title. Lake Lenoir St. Mary won a district title, as did the other St. Mary, Gaylord St. Mary, and then Frankfurt, uh, which is, James, what are they ranked? What's Frankfurt ranked in the preseason right now? Yeah, Frankfurt is ranked number six in the uh, preseason poll for softball. Uh, Kalkaska and Boyne City are honorable mentions in their divisions. Um, you know, but uh, Frankfurt has a, a good number of players back from last season, and I think what they played a doubleheader last week, and they hit what seven home runs, eight, eight, eight home runs in in one doubleheader. I know they have a kind of a small park and everything, but I mean that is still pretty darn impressive. Not to mention it was, I mean they were hitting those out on a day when it was like thirty three degrees outside. Well, the the crazy thing about that too was, well, I mean obviously eight home runs aren't going to come from one player, but I think it was. At least five different players hit home runs in that game. I think Tomaszewski hit multiple. I think Kaziah Stockdale might have hit multiple home runs, but uh, that's just crazy offensive production. <laughs> mm-hmm. So looking at those four teams, Kalkaska, uh, Lake Lunog, uh, and Gaylord St. Mary, and then Frankfurt, which of those four do you think has the, the most potential to, to go far? Well, I expect all of them to, to certainly be competitive. I mean, I but I... Th- I mean, for me, Frankfurt kind of stands out. I think they've got one of the uh, deeper teams and most experienced teams just in terms of players coming back. And, uh, you know, they've got players that are already committed to play at the next level and um, just kind of seems like they have one of those teams that just appears on paper to be to be ready to make a run before the season really gets started. Jake, I'll bring you in the conversation since you've just been sitting over there and being a good boy and being quiet. I appreciate that. I told you before the show that I didn't want to hear from you. Um, but it's actually fine. I want to ask you this question. You are looking at the weather outside and you've seen all this. What kind of effect would this have on players and teams mentally not being able to get out onto the field right now and considering it's mid-April. Well, I think that actually has a really big effect on every team and every player, especially because with it being spring sports, when you get rolling into the next season, you get started off, you really want to get into it. And if you're just going to postpone the start of a season 
basically a week, almost two weeks, you know, only playing one or two games and then having a break. It's almost like putting the all-star break right in the middle at the beginning of the season. Ain't nobody going to be able to get off to a hot start. So I think it really messes with the mojo. Other than Frankfurt with eight home runs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, they, they went down to Florida to play in the preseason like they do every year. So... Yeah, no, but I definitely think that it has to it has to mess with every player and every team's mojo. Um, I know when I was playing baseball way back when, even just the cold weather to play in the game and not have it canceled was enough to mess with your mojo, with your arm, your strength. Even like you guys said, hitting eight home runs in thirty three degree weather that's fingers on the hands. That's enough to not wait, not make you want to swing for power anymore. You know, so I think it definitely has to mess with the way that teams play and what their capabilities will be going forward as long as they can you know reconglomerate and make make these two weeks in the cage worth it. I apologize for not remembering the uh, Twitter user's handle, but um, you know, one of our followers brought up uh, last week the idea, or I guess maybe it was an old idea, but one that I hadn't really ever considered or thought about before, the fact of having a four-season sports schedule in high school where <coughs> What I mean, especially up north here right now, you know, teams are struggling to get on the field. You essentially uh, shift that spring sport, high school sports season to the summer, and you'd ex- expand maybe the winter seasons a little bit so they run a little bit longer. I I don't know what. Uh, I feel like families wouldn't like that too much because summer's your your one chance to maybe take a, take a little bit of a break. But uh, when when an entire season is going to basically get crammed into a month and you're going to be playing double headers every day for 30 days and that would uh, mess with travel it, ball too yeah yeah it, it would it would almost you you basically have kids deciding well do i want to be on a travel ball team during the summer or do i want to play for my high school i don't think you want kids making that decision so i think you just have to is that because they wouldn't be the ones making that decision they wouldn't be the ones making that decision why not because their parents would be making it for them. I, I was curious if that's what you were alluding to. No, I was just saying that to sacrifice one for the other, I, I, that would be difficult for them to make that decision. Well, one of the softball players that we have in the area that plays both in high school and on the travel ball team is Traverse City Central's Olivia Feebing, and James and I were fortunate enough to talk with her, and we'll go ahead and listen to that interview right now. It is our pleasure now to welcome in Traverse City Central star softball player Olivia Feebing, and uh, we do really appreciate you coming in, and thankfully school and practice was canceled today thanks to the snow, so you don't have to uh, try to deal with that craziness of coming in here, and then, although I know that you're going to have practice in the the gym coming up tonight at 7 o'clock. First question, I'm here with uh, James Cook as well. I... Came out of the door, went to greet you, and met your father as well. As he was leaving, he called you Liver. Like, I understand the live part, because your name is Olivia, but why Liver? Does he think that you're chopped liver, or was it <laughs> yeah. just something that, that came about? Um, yeah, so I've been playing travel ball for a while, and I think since I was like 10, I don't know, someone just came up with Liver. I think it might have been Coach Marabelli, um, my old travel coach. I'm not sure, but it just kind of stuck, and that's just kind of my softball nickname every once in a while. Do you like it, or do you feel offended by it? Would you <laughs> rather people didn't call you Liver? 
Um, <laughs> I think it's one of those things where I kind of just accepted it in softball, and it's the softball nickname, but okay. outside of that, maybe <laughs> lives good. <laughs> okay, good. Well, again, thank you so much for being here. I do want to start with the weather, and it seems like a, a topic that's been talked about a lot lately. Uh, we're sitting under... I don't know, 18 inches of snow? How much snow? How many How many inches of snow did we get? Too much? Yeah, <laughs> definitely too much for April uh, April 16th as we sit here right now. How is that affecting you emotionally? How is it affecting the team mentally? How are you staying prepared for when game action uh, starts? I know that you're going downstate uh, to play a little ball later. Yeah, so I think we're all kind of getting a little antsy to get outside. It's definitely a different game out on the field, and everything's a little bit different. But um, we're trying to stay prepared for situational things like bunt coverages, first and third situations, um, getting lots of swings in off the tee. So we're trying to make it work. Is it difficult to be playing on a surface like a, a gym floor and working on stuff like that, working on bunts and bunt coverages? Because it's not the same as a field, obviously. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, we got outside once and we hit some fly balls and it was definitely different with the wind and the elements. And I know for bunt coverages, especially the ball likes to carry on the gym floor instead of whereas when you're on the dirt, it tends to stick and it's different fielding and um pitching I know for example our game the other day against St. Francis was my first time pitching on the dirt this season so it's definitely a mental barrier that you kind of have to overcome you, you can't convince Mark to uh let you guys throw some dirt on the floor the <laughs> yeah I don't think that's gonna work when you are out in the elements like this when there won't be snow on the ground but if it is still pretty cold out there uh, how do you as a pitcher kind of manage maybe not being able to feel your hand when you're trying to pitch? Um, yeah, that was definitely a struggle um, last week. It's just every time you get into the dugout, trying to stay warm, um, covering up in a coat, whatever it is, um, blowing on your hand out on the mound. It's. I mean, I think for me, once when I'm pitching, I'm kind of trying to stay in the zone. It doesn't I want to say it doesn't affect me, um, but I know that's not true. But I know when I get in a rhythm, it's a little bit easier. You had an incredible season as a freshman. I think, James, you, uh, myself, and Brett, we were talking about some of the the freshman phenoms that we had last year, and you were obviously at the top of the list. We were trying to go over uh, some of them. I think we came up with a list of about five. But what you did last year... Um, you know, you were a contender for player of the year for the Record Eagle um, as a freshman. What uh, what kind of, can you kind of take me through what was going on uh, last year? The, the confidence that you must have had just being out there on the mound and in the box, or I guess we can't call it on the mound since it's not actually a mound, but in the circle. I think it's just having such a good support team around me. I know hating, for example, I've worked with... Um, coach Doug Mirabelli for since I was 10 since I played travel and he's worked on me with my swing numerous times top to bottom I know this everything that I know about hitting because of him um and so I'm so thankful for that and then as far as pitching goes I've worked with Kim Warden for the past year and a half and it's funny because I went into freshman season thinking I'm not going to pitch wasn't expecting to pitch I was thinking oh I'm just gonna play in the infield but then my team needed another pitcher, so went to work with her and 
she totally changed my mechanics and I'm just so appreciative of that. And then I think it says a lot about my softball, like team coach um, right now, coach Alger, that he trusted me and had faith in me to take a big role on the team. So what's it like working with a former major league baseball player and a world champion? (laughs) Yeah, it's at first it was pretty surreal just to meet him, but We've, we're such good friends with their family, and we've become really good close with them. I am really good friends with Molly and Emma, his daughters, and so that's pretty cool. He's a super normal guy. They're a super normal family. So, Are you disappointed that Molly's not playing softball this year? Did you know about that? Um, yeah, I did. It's I'm happy for her. She's a really good athlete, and she's taken off with volleyball, and I'm going to miss her, obviously, in softball, but I'm happy for her. Having Doug around has got to be a, a huge boon for players that are able to work with him. But having Kim Warden around, I mean, is another oh, yeah. another huge thing that I think a lot of people probably don't know about. I mean, but she's a former Western Michigan coach for oh, a yeah. long time, pitching, pitching guru. Yeah. I mean, how how much of a, of a help has she been? What kind of particularly has she helped you on as far as pitching aspects? Something that I think is different that she taught me was I've been to a couple of different pitching coaches in the past and they've always talked about oh we have to develop more pitches that's super important whereas she focuses on okay let's nail your mechanics for the fastball let's make sure those are completely sound before we start to go on and work on other pitches because we know that that's going to just break down in the season if you don't have it nailed so I think that's super helpful is nailing pitches instead of working on a bunch but not being great at any of them. What's your pitching repertoire? What are you throwing out there? You got a rise ball, change up, uh, anything else off speed? Uh, right now we're working on, I have my fastball and my change up pretty solid, I feel like, at this point. And then we're working on a rise this season. Okay. I know you had, you had an awesome season last year. You hit, what, 13 homers, 40, I don't know, 46, 48 RBIs or whatever. You pretty much led this team in most categories. I think doubles and triples, too. And I think the only reason you didn't lead the team in singles is because you had so many extra base hits. <laughs> but uh, how, when the all-conference team came out, how, how disappointing was that that you weren't on there? That Wait, she wasn't on the all-conference team? No. You weren't on the all-BNC? All that doesn't uh, make any yeah, sense. Yeah, not first team. Yeah, so I have three more years. It's going to be good. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I mean, is that a policy that they don't put freshmen on the first team or something? I think it it comes down to... As a pitcher, I didn't do well enough. There were better pitchers in the conference, and it's they determined, I think, based on your position defensively. And so since I my the most time I spent was at the pitcher and my numbers didn't match up with other pitchers, there were definitely better pitchers than me in the conference. So didn't you go nineteen right. and three though? Wasn't that her do you have a record there in I front don't of the you? pitching stats on me? Okay. No, but uh, Do you consider yourself one of the best players in the area? Do you think about that? Or uh, do you try to stay I'm sure you try to stay humble? There are so many good players that I'm lucky that I've played with. I on my travel team, I have so many good players. Um, just on my team, like Hannah Hull this year has been taking some great cuts, and we think she's going to have an amazing year. Um, I think it's just trying to do the best for my team and trying to be the one that if we need someone in a big moment for me to try to deliver, and that's my goal. Last year, district champions, and then you lost in the first round of the regionals. And as we, as you said to me in the pre-interview, uh, they kind of took it to you. You were on the mound from that. What did you learn from that loss to Swartz Creek? Yeah, I think for me, the most I've gained um, as far as mental toughness, t- 
toughness comes is being in tough situations like that. So I think now it's all just about taking that experience and working on hitting my locations better, being better with my off-speed pitches. Um, As far as the team goes, for everyone to want the ball to come to them and for everyone to want to make that big play, I think, and having the confidence and the trust in each other as teammates, I think is going to be really big for us. Do you see that from your teammates, that that want of being out on the field and say, all right, when this comes to me, I know exactly what I'm doing? Yeah, I think so. And I think we have a super big team. We have 17 players on our varsity roster right now. And we have, we're so deep in our lineup. We're, we have girls from top to bottom of our lineup that can get hits from us um, at any moment and be the spark that gets everyone hitting. So that's super exciting this year. And then we have so many different players that, can play different positions and move around. So that's super exciting as well. What are your expectations for the 2018 season? Our big goal this year is to be conference champs. Winning district last year was super big for us. First time for our school ever. Um, So that was huge. But this next season, our goal is to be more consistent throughout the season, to compete with Alpina, who's won uh, the conference title for 15 or so years. So that's... That's big for us. That 13 home runs is kind of even more impressive because you're not hitting in a in a little field most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just working so much with Coach Marbelli has gotten me to be pretty confident in my swing and know how to make adjustments quickly when things aren't working. And I was lucky to be in a lineup where we had people getting on base all the time and driving runs in, and so that was that was mm-hmm. super helpful. If I can talk about your history a little bit, when did you know that softball was something that you had a love for, a passion for? Was there a certain moment when you were on the field and you said, this is, this is amazing and I can't wait to keep playing this for the rest of my life? Uh, I think it, it's one of those things where, you know when you're little and your parents just put you in every sport possible to try to get you to maybe find something that you like, and I think it just kind of stuck, and I've always had starting off with my dad, who was a good athlete and a really good coach to me, we have such a bond with softball and just sports in general that I really cherish, and that's really um, been a special journey for us to taste together, I think. How does that help a relationship with your father? Because you know, a lot of the times it's mother-daughter, father-son. Is there a different dynamic between you and your father since you can bond through sports? I think it's interesting because... He's my dad, but he's also my coach, and it's finding that balance where I there's moments that I love him, like I always love him, but then there's moments where he's my toughest critic, which is, at the end of the day, has made me grow so much as a person, um, as a player as well, so that's really special. Is softball something that you're working at the entire year, or do you give yourself a break to kind of step away from the game and then come back to it with a a fresh mind and and a fresh approach um yeah I also play volleyball so that it's interesting to find a balance between playing volleyball and softball and which one to (laughs) goes where and um how to balance that out but I think volleyball provides a good balance and they're different sports and different mentalities when you're playing them is softball your main sport or do you is volleyball where do you kind of stand on that if you were going to continue your career in college would it be volleyball or softball or a different sport I think softball at this point I think I love volleyball so much but I think I have a better opportunity probably at the softball 
Who would you say, other than yourself and maybe uh, your teammates, would be? Would you consider the best player in the area, Northern Michigan area? Are there some that you look at and go, man, that that they are really good? Um, Alpina always. They are just fundamentally sound, hitting all of their girls, um, hitting, pitching out in the fields. I know Brittany Steimel for West, she's a freshman coming up. She should be really um, a big threat at the plate and pitching-wise. So She's a freshman this yeah, year? Yeah, freshman this year, so that will be um, interesting. We've played on travel teams together, so I'm excited for her. Um, and then, I know you said not on my team, but um, my catcher, Leon Endres, you've got to have that catcher bond, and I... I'm so thankful. I don't. I don't think catchers get enough credit for all that they do and the work that they put in and the beating that they take. So, I love her, and I'm happy that we have that bond. We were putting together a fantasy team of players from the area. Yeah. Not TC Central. Who else? Haley Myers from Frankfurt. She's got a good stick, good shortstop. Heidi Walters. We just played um, from St. Francis. She hit a few home runs, got a really good swing. Hannah Hall, like I talked about, well, that's for my team. Just kidding. I need to stop doing that. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> you know, give some props for, uh, to your team, uh, to your teammates, absolutely. What's the difference between playing in high school and then playing travel ball? I was lucky enough to be, I played for the Cherry Bombs earlier in my travel, um, travel years when I was younger for like six years, and it was pretty much the same girls every year, and we, were, we had such a tight bond, and I'm still really good friends with all those girls. So that was kind of a unique experience, I think, on a travel team like that, whereas on a high school team, you get to develop those relationships more, I think, and you go to school with these people, and you see them all the time, so I think that that's um, pretty cool, too. Is there a specific college that you'd like to play for? Do, do you have one in mind? Like, I, it'd be it'd certainly be nice if this school came after me. <laughs> At this point, I think it's just exploring all options. I don't have a. I mean, I have some academic schools that I'd be interested in, but um, it's finding which academic school and possibly playing softball at that college or which level of softball could I play at. And that whole recruiting process is kind of we're starting to get into right now, which is kind of stressful and exciting at the same time. Over the next three years, you have three seasons and maybe just two and a half, depending on how the rest of this year goes in, in terms of weather and uh, what games get canceled and what games get postponed. What are your individual goals over these last three seasons that you have in high school? I think my biggest thing is being a leader, and you don't necessarily have to be the oldest person on the team or have the most experience or whatever it is, but I'd like to be a leader for my teammates and kind of be a model for how I think things should go. And I think winning a conference championship is huge, and doing that for our seniors would be awesome because they've put in so much hard work and so much senior leadership this year that we're super proud of. So that's my goal. Take it day by day and game by game. How much do you, do you try to balance having fun out there with being serious? Is having fun, keeping that spirit up a, a big part of success? It's always a good, I always think about that. How do I be a leader in the situation and kind of say that we got to kind of focus and how do I also balance that with having a good time? And I think it always comes down to winning is fun and your teammates are going to respect you for wanting we have such a good relationship on our team that I think we take each other's feedback super well and so I think it's all yeah just a balancing act 
how how much are how much are the chants and stuff like that that you guys do part of that? That was going to be my question. Do you kind of do you, how much time do you guys put in the yeah. thought you put into those things? Because those, yeah. those are pretty darn entertaining. <laughs> yeah, the chants. Um, it's always you try to find the balance between annoying and annoying to the other team. Yeah, annoying to the other team, and also. You know, we all did that when we were, like, 12, playing on our travel teams, and we're kind of like, we don't want to be little kids anymore. Like, we're ready to go to business and <laughs> get this show on the road. <laughs> but um, we have some chance for our specific players that kind of get them pumped up. We have one for catcher Leanne. We're trying to do, like, little handshakes that we do or something before the game when our names are announced. Mm-hmm. We've done walk-up songs um, this year, so that's been fun. What's your walk-up song? <laughs> um, right now, it's All of the Lights by Kanye West featuring Rihanna. Nice. That's what it is right now. So we'll see if that changes. Does hitting a home run ever get old? Or is when you when you hit one out of the park and then you're rounding those bases, do you still kind of get that same adrenaline rush and maybe that uh, almost goosebumps feeling as you're doing that? Yeah, it's a rush. It's pretty cool. It's fun because when you hit it off the right part of the bat, you don't feel it which is interesting. So, I don't know. It's, yeah. You talked about stepping up as a leader. Who would you consider some of the other leaders on your team? Our seniors have stepped up a lot this year. We have um, three senior co-captains, Hannah Hull, Sarah Ulm, and Leanne Andres, and they've done a great job of trying to come up with things that we can do as a team to um, bond and be better teammates and work towards the goal of our conference, winning the conference title this year. So, super proud of them. Thank you so much for uh, coming in, Olivia, or Liver. Um, <laughs> we'll make sure that we try to work that into some of the articles that when we're writing. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming in and taking <laughs> some time out of your day. Uh, really appreciate it. big thank you to Olivia for coming into the studio and chatting with us for a little bit. Uh, right now, uh, why don't we go ahead and get into our Player of the Year predictions. Phoebe, probably right up there since she was at least considered last year for Player of the Year based on, on what she did, even if she didn't make uh, an all-conference uh, first team. Guys, uh, what are we thinking this year? I've got three candidates that I think are right up there for Player of the Year, and, and Phoebe is one of those. I'm guessing that another one would be Frankfurt's Olivia Tomaszewski. She is also up there. And Kalkaska's Mackenzie Wilkinson. That would also be correct. So those are the three that I'm looking at right now. If you look at what Wilkinson did last year, um, it was she was an all-conference pick for the third time in a row. She had 459. She had nine homers, uh, 23 in her career now, 55 ribbies. And on the mound, she had a 19-3 and record, 126 strikeouts in 122 innings. Yeah, I, mean, I, I got to, to see her a couple times last year, and, and the power that she has when she swings, man, it's just impressive. Um, I mean, she puts a hurting on the ball, and just when she gets a hold of one, she, I mean, she hit one to like just dead center field in their their field, and they're and they're not in a small field either. Um, I think it bounced into the field behind it, which is going to be I think the field that they're building now for the baseball field for this season. But I mean, it was just. It was an impressive shot, um, and then she's just getting better and better, I think, as a pitcher as well. Tomaszewski, we talked about her a little bit. Uh, team MVP, three-time all-conference pick, 17-3 with a 
1.16 ERA, 141 strikeouts in 108 innings, which is absurd. And then she also had 55 RBIs with uh, with six home runs. And she pitches in a hitter's park. Yeah, and to put as, up a 1.16 well. is insane. Yeah, I mean, she just... And she's not a, necessarily an overpowering pitcher. She just has really good command, really good location, uh, a lot of different pitches that she throws. Yeah, and it, it'll be important to have a lot of swings and misses when you're in a hitter's park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's very effective for that park. When you look at that Frankfurt team, uh, you know you look at some of Tomaszewski's younger teammates, and, and that's why uh, you know Frankfurt stood out to me, and why I said that I think they can make a really deep postseason run. Um, Haley Myers was a first-team All-Stater as a freshman last year. Um, she finished 11th all-time in a single season for runs scored, and, and she's one of those players uh, in that aforementioned doubleheader that hit multiple home runs, home runs in both games, and I'm pretty sure she won both games from the circle, so they didn't even uh, pitch Tomaszewski in their, in their first uh, doubleheader. Uh, and then uh, you got Natalie Bigley, also who was one of our dream teamers and an All-State player, uh, who was only a sophomore last year coming back. So, you know, that's kind of a that's a pretty powerful triumvirate they have there in Frankfurt, and uh, maybe a little bit of uh, competition uh, amongst those three. Yeah, and, and Kaziah Stockdale, who's a, who's a dream teamer as well, probably got to be one of the best catchers coming back, along with uh, uh, Heidi Walters and uh, and Leanne Andrus. <laughs> Any surprise players that we might see this year? Anybody that might jump out and looking at the uh, from the second team that we had last year, or even some of the uh, honorable mentions? I mean, Lake Leona St. Mary's got three, I think, dream teamers coming back, or, or dream team or first teamers coming back in uh, uh, Jenna Sumner, Alexandra Kurt, and Shannon Pop. I mean, so that's a, a pretty good trio that they've got coming back there, and they lost or they won their uh, first, uh, got to their first regional in a long time last season. So they've got a little bit of experience there in the playoffs under their belt as well. So I like them as a team that could also make a run in addition to, you know, Frankfurt, Kalkaska, uh, D.C. Central, I think, and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Boyne City throw them in there too. Just looking at some of the numbers from last year's Dream Team, Lauren Ross from Benzie Central looks like she had a, you know, she had an impressive year. She led the Northwest Conference uh, in hitting by 48 points with a, a 549. She also had 11 doubles, two homers, 42 RBI, and scored 43 times, and she also had a 183 uh, ERA from the mound. Uh, she's a junior. She's coming into her senior year and, and certainly looking to make a name, or she's already made a name for herself, but cements herself as, as one of the best players in northern Michigan. Yeah, I mean, another number that jumps off the page to you from there is uh, Charlevoix, uh, shortstop. Uh, Hannah, Hannah Solomon, I mean, hit 662 last year. From the leadoff spot, I think she might have led all players, baseball or softball, at least in our coverage area. That's pretty absurd. And yeah. you got to think that might be somewhere up there in the record book for for average, right? For average for a season, I would have to look at that. And she's incredibly fast too. I've, I I got forty three stolen bases. Yeah, and and she just moves very well too, and, and played so, you know shortstop as a sophomore, and you know she's going to be an up and coming player, I think as well. All right, let's make our predictions then. I'm I'm gonna go with Phoebe. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Although sure you were, I I was, but I'm gonna take Wilkinson. I, I think that she is going to to go out guns a blazing in her senior year. All right. Well, since we you each have one, I'll I'll go with Tomaszewski then, because I think I just think that Frankfurt overall is gonna have a a great season. She's got a lot of good support behind her as well, 
And, uh, you know, so I think her pitching numbers are going to continue to be outstanding despite pitching in the small park. I think she's just going to continue to be up there. And, I, you know, she's already got, what, two, two, three home runs? She hits, what, six all last year? So if she hits more, with more power than last year, then I think she could be right, right in there in that conversation. But, yeah, we'll have these players and more making their case for player of the year and dream team, second team, and honorable mentions. And uh, I know for the three of you guys, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that. And I keep threatening. I keep telling myself, like, I, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll go out to a game and watch it. I just i am not sure if that's ever going to happen. You lied about coming to the lacrosse opener. Yeah, but I went – I had to go shopping and get some food – you know, because of the weather that was coming, I didn't want to. If I was stuck in my apartment, I wanted. To you didn't have, want to starve to death. I wanted at least. You didn't want your dogs gnawing on your legs, right? <laughs> or you eating your dogs? Or me you eating would never my dogs? Do that. No, I wouldn't. My dogs are actually in the car right now. You'd, you'd let oh, your. Oh, no. You, no. No. What? They better not be in the car. And my dogs are in the car. Let's go get them. Should I? I, I would bring them in right now, but I don't even have leashes for them. So this is a small enough room. Yeah, but the, I don't have them before. Yes, Great they have. Audio. They've they've they have been in the uh, in the studio before while yeah. we've been recording. Well, one thing you learn about Brendan is he he'd let them eat him before he would ever consider eating Absolutely. them. Absolutely, I would I would saw off my own arm. One one, one finger at a time. No, I mean I would go. I'd cut off a nice <laughs> chunk of my thigh and let them go to town on Saute. that. Saute. Yes. Flame broils. Yeah. <laughs> Flame broiled femur. Give them uh, some uh, Rocky Mountain oysters, possibly. Hey, the nice thing about it, if that ever did happen, uh, I'd be really good at hitting those high notes. So I'm not sure if people are out there uh, familiar, but there are singers called castrates and they're called castrates because they've been castrated in an effort to help them sing and hit those higher notes it's an actual thing feel free to google it i'm not at work i wouldn't google that on a work computer (laughs) well why don't we go ahead and put that conversation in our rearview mirror and not talk about that um although ever again i could talk about it all day uh, and we can go ahead and finish out the show and get into our trifecta, which is finally back. It has been gone for six weeks uh, as we did the sports movie Madness. And speaking of that, James, you finally got around to watching Remember the Titans. Is that right? Yeah, I was looking around in our uh, DVD collection and actually... You owned we, it? We, I owned it and had never watched it. <laughs> did, so, it did it live up to the hype? Yeah, it was excellent. I, I give it a, you know, a hearty two thumbs up. Well, if I must say... The Remember the Titans is probably the best football movie of all time. Right, it, right next to um, uh, The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. So you're just sucking up to Brett at this point because he talks about The Replacements <laughs> all of the damn time. And it is, I'll tell you right now, you're both wrong. It's not good. It's very good. It's excellent. Most excellent. Keanu Reeves style. <laughs> I prefer Keanu Reeves as John Wick. We're instead talking of, about pre-John of, Wick, though. Instead of Shane Falco. Shane Falco. And I prefer him as Johnny Utah as Shane Falco as well. I think he was a better. I think he was a better quarterback. I think he was a a better quarterback in Point Break than he was in the replacements. But that's just me. That's just my opinion. That's just my correct opinion. Well, any given Sunday's up there too. (laughs) Again, he just keeps sucking up to me. I don't even. I like football movies. Those are some good football movies. Yeah, I don't remember much about uh, any given Sunday. I watched it once and. If you want to listen to a good 
pump up speech. You listen to his halftime speech in any given. He's like rehashing like twelve of our last podcasts. Yeah. We already did. We did best movie speeches. And I'll just say if you, if you want if you want to run through a brick wall, that's one way to do it. I don't. If you bring up the longest yard, I'm going to have to kick you out. No, 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 no. <laughs> when you got to remake a movie to try to make it, no. Didn't we tell? Here's the whole thing. I told you to be quiet, and <laughs> when I ask you a question, you can speak. But there is no reason for you to jump in unannounced. I'll just put it there. Remember, the Titans is is a fantastic football movie, and according to our fans, the best sports movie of all time. But we're not talking about that anymore. We are talking about our trifecta, and this week, since we brought it up a little bit with uh, Olivia Feebing uh, during that interview, our what we would choose for our walk-up music if we were uh, if we were baseball players. Any of you guys want to start, or should I just? I can grab my list wherever the hell I put it. Probably start with yours because you had you know. Of I course, as always, a lot. I got six. No, it's usually Brett that has the the long list of of songs. But you already wrote down. You wrote down more than a few. Just three. Just three. Oh, I have six then. All right. So, uh, the girl from Ipanema. I would go with that. I think that's uh, you guys familiar. I with? I don't know what that is. Da, 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 da. Hips don't lie by Shakira. Definitely. Close to the top of the list. Larger Than Life, Backstreet Boys. Have to go on the other boy band as well, Little In Sync, and go Dirty Pop. Two, here are the two that I would do. All right, the two that I would definitely want Britney Spears, Hit Me Baby, one more time. This is uh, this one came up just because I heard it last Friday when I was at a construction site and then then worked it into my lead for that story. I would have to go with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg with still DRE. Still Snoop Dogg and DRE. Guess who's back? Still. The, the opening to that is one of the exactly, we got Jake over there miming the, the piano beginning, uh, one of the most recognizable and, and great openings to a song is still DRE. So yeah, I would think if I had to, if I had to choose Hit Me Baby One More Time by the gorgeous Britney Spears, who I think I would say was... Was the yeah? She was my sexual awakening. The as, pinnacle. Yeah, she was as, as I I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade, and when that video came out, good lord, those pigtails, that and the the flat stomach just oh, that that was something special. If you guys want to know a, uh, a good secret, I believe I, I can't confirm a hundred percent, but I know when I was younger, a little bit younger than you, obviously, I was probably about nine or ten years old when that song came out. I actually ordered her CD from the TV and got it sent to my house and my mom found it and goes who's Britney Spears CD is this I was like not mine <laughs> I, ended up, I ended up taking it from her out of her CD case after she kept it because she realized that she had paid for it but I ordered Britney Spears off Hit Me Baby one more time that was 
very early awakening for me as well. And that point, points for you. Mm-hmm. So, sexual awakening at 9 or 10 years old. That, that's a little bit early. It was jump-started by Brittany herself. So, it was just a timing <laughs> aspect for me. All right. Uh, James, we'll go to you. I, I know that you... Uh, you had one that you actually want used as the introduction for the podcast, and that's never going to happen. But probably not. Probably not. I, I mean, the stereotypical. I think uh, Inner Sandman by Metallica would be a good one. But uh, that's Mariano Rivera. They can't. You can't take that. Who? The <laughs> greatest closer of all time. Who? 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 Willie Hernandez didn't have walk-up music. Willie Hernandez. Who the hell is Willie Hernandez? All right, so Enter Sandman. Sandman. Is one of Young, man. Clichéd uh, Enter Sandman. Anything else that uh, is unoriginal? Actually, actually, it would be uh, Wake Up by Rage Against the Machine, which is the same song that plays during the credits of the, original, the first Matrix movie. Yeah. So replacements all across. We just know it's good, good, good actor core there. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't into the Matrix, the trilogy. I couldn't. You could do yeah, some I, wild I, stallions. I, you just couldn't wrap your small I, mind around it. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, I don't like you. I don't like you at all. Not even a little bit. State Farm. State Farm. <sighs> all right. My mom told me she didn't like the Matrix, and it's because she couldn't understand it. The Matrix is well, that is a perplexing. Perplexing conversation for another time. Maybe I should take your mom out to dinner and never call her again. <laughs> She'd enjoy it as long as you bought her free drinks. Yeah, she's she's a cheap date then. Is that what you're telling me? No, couple she, of, get a couple of drinks in there. She can drink she's, quite a bit. Yeah, so all right. A couple of drinks might turn into more than you'd think. All right. Sounds good. Game. Game. <laughs> Sounds good. Here we go. It's a good go thing ahead. that Brett and I are in between you two. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and give me your number, and I'll I'll set this up. She uh, she single? No, no. Oh. Very happily taken. Or at least I would assume. Brett, what would you go with? Well, I didn't. I didn't try to go as themed as you did with all of your choices. But uh, so if I was going to go baseball, what, what, other, sport, sport, what, what other sport has walk-up yeah. music? Well, sorry, a song specifically about baseball. You're talking about punny references, like Brendan had over here. It uh, would be "Cheap Seats" by Alabama. I don't know if you're familiar with that. No, I am no, not. It's a very good song. It's going to be ironic. The Boys of Fall by Kenny Chesney. Okay, so <laughs> Walk far. up to a football song. All right. <laughs> but then uh, the two that I wrote down that I think I'd probably use, it would either be All I Do Is Win by DJ Khaled. Of course. DJ Khaled. Yeah. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody and they stay there, and they say yeah, and they say there. Cause all I do is win, win, win. And if you go in it, put your hands in I can, I kill the ludicrous part. Like, I can knock that out, no problem. Yeah, we're here. Right now, if we can, if we'll play the song, I will absolutely, if anybody want to pull that up uh, on there. Which song is this? 
All I do is win. Go ahead, try to pull it up right now, and I will... We'll see if my sprint LTE works out here. Uh, and also, the uh, James just pointed out, looking at the uh, some of the swag that we have up here in the office, a uh, T-shirt that we got from the Traverse City West uh, girls golf team uh, from the 2017 state championship, says, all I do is win, win, win. But my last one, uh, which is the only real option aside from the DJ Khaled song, is... Uh, the the Buster Rhymes verse of Look at Me Now. Brett, I'm, I'm one for four on your songs. I don't. I know who Busta Rhymes is, but I'm not familiar with uh, with that. I'm sure you are. That's what that's what I mean. It's the one verse that everybody knows from Busta Rhymes. I'm sure you're. It's a Chris Brown song. Look at me now. Mm-hmm. You've heard it. Have I? He probably has. I can guarantee it. He probably hasn't. I can guarantee it. If you've heard All I Do Is Win by DJ Khaled, you've heard that. Yes. Yes, I have. All right, well, I guess you'll have to wait until next week for me to drop some killer, ludicrous karaoke. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll go ahead and wrap up the show right now. Thank you to all of our Audible viewers out there for listening to episode 31 of the Get Around Podcast. As always, we really do appreciate it. We are interested in hearing from you or maybe, well... We're slightly interested from hearing from you. If you want, go ahead and uh, tweet us at TCRE Sports and let us know what you would want as your walk-up music, uh, as either as a baseball or softball player. would be interested in hearing that. But until next week, I have been Brendan Queeley, and in the studio with me, Jimmy James Cook, State Farm, and Barry Arturo Summers. Thank you so much for listening, and have a good rest of the week.